Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Lots and lots going on tonight. We're going to talk Colts, going to talk uh, Pacers, IU, college basketball, high school basketball. Right now, though, we turn it over to the star of the show. He is the Minister of Information for the evening. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. on this Saturday night where it's a busy one around the state of Indiana and specifically the city of Indianapolis as we get right to it. Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans, Lucas Oil Stadium. Not a great start to the night for Indianapolis, down 14-3. Just a couple seconds left in the second quarter. Houston led by their rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, who's got two touchdown passes, including their first offensive play of the game, a 75-yard bomb to Nico Collins. Colts down 14-3 in a game where the winner of the game will make the playoffs. The loser will be left outside. Can't emphasize enough the importance of this second half. Houston will get the ball to begin the third quarter. Pacers scored 150 last night, lose to the Celtics tonight on the second half of a back-to-back 118-101. Jason Tatum, 38 points for Boston. And the Indiana Hoosiers right now in a battle with Ohio State, 46-45. The Buckeyes on top of the Hoosiers with 15 minutes to go in the second half. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to SaveLives.org is their website. That's driven, the number two, SaveLives.org. Brendan King, glad you and Corbin Lingenfelter again to uh, working again tonight. So opening play for the Texans for a 75-yard touchdown, is that is that what I just heard? That's correct, Coach. Yeah, I uh, went over to watch the first quarter with our good pals JMV and Jay Query. And, you know, I, Coach, to be honest with you, I don't want to say I expected it, but I was out with our friend Brad Parrish uh, because it's his 30th birthday. I told him I had a feeling that uh-huh. – that Houston would run a deep ball early to test the defensive backs room of Indianapolis, who is extremely well, shorthanded, <laughs> right? Uh, Julian Blackman right. is out for the season. They're playing multiple rookies and just kind of had a feeling that would be the case. Didn't know if it would be on the first play or not, but C.J. Stroud's got a cannon and he got it to Nico Collins. That was after, though, Indianapolis did get the ball coach to begin the game. They did nothing with it. And then C.J. Stroud, as we said, first play from scrimmage, 75 Hmm. yards, touchdown, and Houston's got the lead. All right, there are two more quarters, so let's be be positive. Um, But it's – yeah, that, that's tough. And and as you alluded to, the defensive backfield is suffering. Uh, might be, has been a question mark literally all year long. Uh, rears its ugly head, so to speak, at the wrong time in the wrong place. 
There's no doubt, and I think the reserves have done a, a nice job. It's been great to get Juju Brents back out there, of course, the former Warren mm-hmm. Central star, and he was drafted in the second round to play big moments, Coach. There's no doubt, and I thought he has been a bright spot, but at the safety right. position, you're really being tested right now because Nick Cross, just in his second year, is filling in for Julian Blackman. That's a huge test for him. And then Ronnie Harrison, who has been a nice story, usually a linebacker, played safety in college. He's starting at safety for you right now. So that's how shorthanded you've been, the fact Mm. that a linebacker Mm -hmm. is playing safety, a position that he may be familiar with, sure, but still in the NFL, Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get picked apart for sure, and that's what (laughs) happened early. IU uh, and Ohio State back and forth, if you will. Right. So depending on possession, who's ahead. But that's been a pretty interesting game. Uh, really I mean, a bounce back uh, game that the Hoosiers desperately needed tonight. Well, no question. And yeah, one point game with about 13 minutes to go in the second half. Ohio State is on top. But yeah, I think that's a great battle test game. In the Big Ten, where you just talked about the Hoosiers, they need a bounce back, no doubt, uh, after Nebraska. But Ohio State, Coach, I don't think it's any secret. Chris Holtman was not happy with the year the Buckeyes had a year ago. It's typical. Mm-hmm, Chris mm-hmm. Holtman teams are going to compete in March. That was not the case for Ohio State last year. And you know, they've come back with a vengeance. They're 12-2 and on the season for a reason. But, uh, Coach, you know it well. When in college hoops, when you get to the month of January, you got to take care of mm. business at mm. your own place. And that's what mm-hmm. the Hoosiers need to do tonight. Yeah, do the math. If you uh, home team wins between 60 and 70 percent of the time, so uh, you give up those kinds of games, then go on the road, gets a little testy for you when you're trying to, you know, trying to uh, move into a position where you can play uh, in the tournament. So yeah, holding uh, home court is incredibly important. Everybody understands it, but when you put the numbers to it, it becomes a stark, stark reality that you need to play well at home. Well, especially after what you just went through in Nebraska, right, where one guy can literally take over a game. um, And, you know, that's not going to happen every day, right? But still, this is a conference. I mean, hell, Northwestern beat Purdue earlier this year. I think that could tell you anything can happen, especially that shortly after Northwestern lost to Chicago State. Right, so um, this is far from done, but as you said, if you take care of business at home and you're able to just focus on what's around you, you things will shake out okay in most cases. They have issues that that they've had since day one, and um, you know they still don't defend well. Um, I'm not sure just exactly at times what they're trying to do offensively. Um, They don't particularly shoot the ball well. Um, so they have a lot. They have a lot of areas of concern, and there's a whole lot of basketball to be played. You can look at it both ways. A lot of ball to play. You can get better, or a lot of games to play where if you don't improve and improve dramatically in conference play, it could be an interesting year for them. So what else is going on in the world of sports? I got a lot of basketball to talk about. I'm talking to high school and college basketball, and Pacers you know, lose to the Celtics, but. Uh, this is one of those, you know, it's one of these weekends. Man, if you're a fan, I got to imagine downtown Indianapolis is out of control right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I just walked over from the Colts game just as the Pacers were getting out. Pacers lost to the Celtics, by the way, tonight, 118-101, marking a, or ending a six-game winning streak. And downtown is buzzing, right. there's no doubt. Coming up in a few minutes, short break here, and then Brendan King will be back with us. Doing a scoreboard update in just a few minutes. This is Indiana Sports Talk.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. So glad you could join us on a Saturday night. Thanks for remembering that we're on both nights. We appreciate that. And thank you so much for listening last night. It was a very fun night. Uh, we had a very busy 11 o'clock hour last night on the show. So if you went to bed early, you missed a lot of good conversations last night. You can always go to our web. Excuse me. You can always go to our podcast. Um, what we do is we take uh, take the show in half-hour blocks and um, repurpose them, so to speak, as a podcast for you. So you can you can do that. So uh, we encourage you to do that, and especially that last half hour. It was a it was a whirlwind. We had a lot of things to talk about last night. Brendan King rejoins me. He is the star of our show every every week that he's we're able to lure him into the big show, <laughs> and. Um, Tough luck for your Bulldogs last night. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that last night, and you know the, this big team, the uh, Big East. Uh, yikes! I mean, St. John's is playing better. Uh, St. John's better. beats Villanova, and uh, yeah, hard, wins are going to be hard to come by for everybody in that conference, not, let alone the dogs. Well, and it, coach, that has been said every single year since 2013 when the conference came back. I mean, 2013 sure. was my freshman year, and uh, that was the first year of basketball back in the Big East. You know, Brandon Miller at the time was the Butler coach, right. and you know, then Chris Holtman came around, and then Laval Jordan, then now Thad Mata. So I think uh-huh. all four of those uh-huh. guys have learned that lesson. Um, some have sank, some have swim, um, and it's just something that you got to deal with as a basketball team right. in the Big East Conference. Uh, and if you don't, and if you don't, again, uh, you're going to struggle, yeah. and that's the nature of the game. As you well know, I used to uh, be in charge of all the basketball in the Horizon League. Right. I want to remind. Well, I want to remind everyone that Butler University went to the final game of the championship two straight years while they were members of the Horizon League. I just want to remind everybody of that. Sometimes that that gets lost in all this discussion. All right, so. Hoosiers, uh, what's up? What's the latest on Ohio State and IU? Same thing, and you know Vegas was right on it, Coach. This was a pick'em game, which means that the spread uh-huh. was a right. half point, right? So Vegas didn't even know who was going to win, and that's really how it's shaken out. You know, IU has had a point lead. Currently, Ohio State is up by a penny. 10 and change uh-huh. to go second half. Both teams have scored 12 points in the second half, Coach. Uh, it's about as close as you're going to get. I mean, OSU <laughs> led by a point at halftime. So right. this is as pick em as you're going to get probably in the Big Ten this year. So we're halftime on the Colts game, right? Uh, halftime now. Matt Gay hit a field goal, Coach, 14-6. Houston on top of Indianapolis. So the Colts are going to need a comeback, but two field goals from Matt Gay in that first half. Greg Rakestraw joins us from the uh, Indianapolis Colts radio network. Greg, uh, not the kind of start you like to see when you're playing for your fighting for your life, playoff wise, but uh, it has not been a great half for the Colts to this point. That is true, but again, the good news is, Bob, they got one more half left to go, and they were able to make yeah. it a one-score yeah. game with that field goal that Brendan just talked about. Matt Gay taking 52 yards out. Both teams score on their opening drive. Colts had to settle for a field goal. Opening drive touchdown for the Texans. Those the of uh, the one play variety. CJ Stroud finding Nico Collins. Three consecutive stops by the Colts defense after that, but CJ Stroud would throw his second touchdown pass right after the two minute warning to make it a fourteen three game. So again, not the prettiest first half for the Indianapolis Colts. And the Texans will have the ball to start quarter number three, but they're still in it down fourteen six at that time. 
This sounds uh, to me, you know, I'm, I'm such a football expert, but it, it does kind of remind you uh, of the, the basketball analogy. You need to uh, you shorten the game, uh, limit possessions for your opponents as much as you can uh, in this second half and, and, and not put the pressure on your defense. And so easier said than done. I'm sitting in Franklin, so what do I know? But that seems to be something if they can run the ball, move the ball, move the chains, keep the ball, you know, get some string together some long possessions, it'll go a long way to helping them. You know, I think what the Colts do, and I hear the music in the background, so I'll make this quick. They have been solid on defense. They've not been spectacular. What they need to do a better job of is pressuring C.J. Stroud. He has faced zero pressure at this point in the game. I know you're incredibly busy. I appreciate you squeezing us in. Greg, have a fantastic night. Thanks so much. Thanks, Bob. with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Let's get you some halftime stats from Lucas Oil Stadium. Again, the Texans on top of the Colts, 14-6. Both teams are 9-7. The winner of this game goes to the playoffs, and the winner of this game also has a chance to win the AFC South. That's if the Jaguars lose to the Titans tomorrow. Jacksonville is also 9-7. Gardner Minshew is 6-15 for 45 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. C.J. Stroud, 10 of 13, 151 yards through the air. Two touchdown throws, including that first big one that Rake just mentioned to Nico Collins. In that first half, Collins, five catches, 129 yards, and a touchdown. Michael Pittman Jr. has three grabs for 21 yards. Two field goals in that first half for Matt Gay. The Texans will get the ball to open the third quarter. Let's talk about some high school basketball. There are already... Four overtime games to discuss tonight, beginning with North White's overtime win by a penny over South Newton, final 46-45. An extra time as well, Seymour takes down Bloomington North 43-40. That's back-to-back overtime games for Bloomington North. They beat Bloomington South in OT last night. Trinity Lutheran got the win over Henryville in extra time, 60-57. And the game of the night so far, double overtime. Norwell holds on against Leo, 69-63. Pacers lose to the Celtics, 118-101. Second half of a back-to-back. Jason Tatum, 38 points for Boston. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by... Indiana Donor Network. So, a lot going on. A lot, of, a lot of things happening in the in the world. College basketball. We're going to talk about Notre Dame a little bit later on tonight. Uh, we're also going to talk some small college basketball. Everybody's back in action this weekend after the um, semester break and Christmas holiday. So, it's a great time of year. You get away from campus, get away from each other. You come back, and, and now the grind is on because the month of January becomes very, very long for everyone. Having done it for a few years in my life, 
I, I fully understand this. We'll talk talk about that. Also, we'll talk about IU and Ohio State. Brendan King, update. What's the score? Is it back and still back and forth? Nobody able to get, get a little bit of a spurt on one another? There is a little spurt. IU by five with 6.46 to go. A little bit of a run there for the go. Hoosiers. That's as large it is as Ben. Malik Renew, 17.6 yeah. boards. Xavier Johnson's having a good night after, look, Mike Woodson made it public. He was not happy with his guard play at Nebraska. And Xavier Johnson has responded with 13 points leading the charge. And IU as well, has they have made their free throws 9 of 10 at the line. That has helped things out. That's good news. And uh, second half starting for the Colts and the Texans soon. Uh, So we had a good game. Did you watch the Ravens Ravens matchup today? Caught part of it. We uh, we were out celebrating Brad's birthday, and that was on in the background. But uh-huh. I'll tell you what, it did not take very far to notice. Uh, it did not look very pleasant to be at that ball game, considering the downpour. No, look, look miserable. Quite <laughs> frankly, it made it, you know, it made you feel thankful for roofs at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. That's for sure. It also, you know, it also makes you uh, wonder in this day and age. Why would anyone in that type of climate <laughs> right. not have a dome? Yeah, but why would you? Why why would you not? I mean, uh, are you serious? Uh, I mean, if you're in uh, a, a northern or that type of climate where oh I don't know it rains and snows, yeah, here's a great idea. Let's put everybody outdoors. I mean, I don't Chicago. I don't. I have no clue what they're thinking. Well, I mean, you know, or, I mean, I understand Green Bay, but Green same thing with Green Bay. Right. Oh, I don't know. It might snow in Green Bay, like tons and tons of snow. Um, but you know, and these franchises are all valued at over a billion dollars. It's not like they're cash hungry. Uh, they could build them tomorrow, and and like everybody, like all the cities in the country, they're begging to have these kinds of teams. And what they want to do is go ahead and tax the, put the onus and the burden on the taxpayers. They do it everywhere. Did it here. Same thing. You can build this thing as quickly as you can build one and have it. It makes zero sense to me that you would play outdoors in professional football. Makes no sense. Well, I think you're. Uh, you're making sense. There's no doubt about it. I'll never forget actually being. I was in Las Vegas in 2019, right? And it was for the MLB winter meetings at the time. The winter meetings were in Vegas, and I made the Ooh, trip. It, it was fun. fun. Oh, it was fun. And I'll never forget driving past the strip or being in an Uber or whatever. And at the time, they were building the Superdome in Vegas, uh, Allegiant right. Stadium. It looked like the Death Star with with everything that sure. was around it. Right. It was right. massive, massive, massive. And as you said, they put that thing up in a matter of months, not years, right? So, oh yeah, they yeah. they could do that asap. Yeah, and guys like you going into Vegas, uh, you know, you're helping build that stadium. Every convention goer who comes to Indianapolis right. helped build that stadium. So keep yeah. coming, people. That's no doubt. how you do it. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> That's good. You know, well, why not make a Major League Baseball team play? And so like the Marlins. Well, why would you subject those oh, poor no. people in South Florida to go out and watch a game uh, in that kind of heat? Oh, it, I mean, here's a, my, you know, my daughter and son-in-law, as everybody knows, they, they live in, in Naples. Uh, they say it's too hot to be down there in the summer. They come back to Indianapolis. That's what my mom says. 
Actually, yeah. my, so, my, my my parents yeah. disagree on that. My my dad loves it. My mom hates it. So guess guess what they oh. do? Guess what they do? They come well, home. They split their time. No, well, yeah, they, they come well, home because no, they come home. What? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, hey. absolutely. I've been married fifty four years. I understand those exactly. decisions. Exactly. So, all right. So uh, you got to keep me updated. You got to keep me updated on on all that. When do your bulldogs play again? Ooh, I I do not know off the top of my head. Let me get yeah, you that. That's that's all right. Hey, don't forget. Uh, remember, you can you can uh, text us. Uh, you can't text us. You can. Send those tweets at uh, at X uh, at IND Sports Talk hashtag IST scores videos pictures whatever if you're at a game there are plenty of high school games we're going to talk about a bunch of them coming up uh, Pacers what's the, the Pacers lose tonight yep. right they one eighteen one oh one yeah. It's a good Celtics team. It's a really, really good Celtics team. And it's hard, I got to tell you. I mean, you you knocked down 150 last night and a short turnaround, and you're playing a team that's really good. Uh, that's hard. Um, that, I understand the professionals and all of that, but still – um that's that's a hard one that's a hard one to get up for and come back from and that's a short turnaround for that no question at all well especially when you look at the last time that those teams played coach it was at Gamebridge Fieldhouse it was dramatic uh-huh. it allowed the uh-huh. Pacers to go on that run in the yeah, in-season tournament in. right so you could bet the Celtics did not forget about that one. Oh. yeah I'm sure they uh had a little chat about that game uh they they probably chatted more than once on that game no question at all <laughs> he's brendan king he's going to be with us all night long every 15 minutes with scores i'm checking out small college basketball we're going to talk a little bit about that throughout the night some really really good games and so we'll talk about some of those things coming up plus high school basketball brendan king overtimes we got overtimes tonight or you know you got the seymour bloomington north game i heard heard you mention that yeah we got we got four OTs. How about Bloomington North going back-to-back nights on overtime? They split it, losing tonight to Seymour. Um, That is kind of unique. Um, I mean, I think back in my my college career, um, coaching career, we had – you could count on both hands the number of overtime games we had. I know we opened up one year with a triple overtime win at Milliken. Hmm. So I understand all that. I understand what that's about. Music means we're headed to the top of the hour. Brendan King will be the star when we come back. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.